Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Banking on Innovation podcast. I'm so pleased to invite today Todd Lane. Todd Lane is the president and CEO of California Coast Credit Union, whose mission is to simplify the lives of their members and help them achieve financial prosperity. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jody. I am very happy to be here with you. Oh, that's great. Now, so Todd, you and I have only known each other actually for, it seems like much longer, but it's actually only been, I think, maybe four months or so. So we met when I came to your charity event and spent an evening at your at your home, which you were very gracious. The charity event was uh, was Cal Coast Cares. And, and what struck me, Todd, is you, your wife, Christy, and Cal Coast are such a key part of the fabric of the community. Yeah, you know, it's in our DNA. We focus and have a lot of attention towards those that need help within our community. And in the case of our foundation, uh, we our roots are in education. So California Coast Credit Union was started by educators, you know, 90, more than 90 years ago. It was 1929 that California Coast was started. And it was started by a couple of educators that took money out of their own pocket to capitalize um, this credit union, start this credit union. And, and uh, you know, that was during the Depression. And they wanted it, they wanted a financial institution that would serve the specific needs of educators. And so our foundation is built around giving back to the education community. We feel an obligation to um, live our purpose, and that is our purpose. You know, it's such an inspiring tradition, you know, started by teachers. And I also really appreciate how you're, you know, bringing that to the idea of, uh, of helping members be more successful, helping them prosper, which means that, that the credit union has, you know, a purpose, right? And I imagine that has to really be inspiring also for your employees as well, to feel not just this, this tradition in terms of where you've come, but also how important it is for the credit union to be able to support members, particularly during difficult times like the ones we're in now. Absolutely. You know, our our employees, um, you know, across the organization, whether on the retail side of the business in the branch or the call center or, or back office, you know, I think um, they're the ones that, that allow us to live our purpose. They're the ones that do the work. You know, they're the, the, the I always say, the boots, the hands and the heart of the organization. You know, we also have to be very conscious of our bottom line. So we have to do it in a very efficient way. Right, right. And, and, I, and I think that's, you know, where this personalized, proactive support comes into play and in the direction we're heading with technology. We could not do it without technology in mass. You know, yeah. we, we have a history um, and we have certain programs where we do it, I would say, more in a manual way, what we're trying to accomplish in an automated fashion today. Um, but it's not scalable. It's, yeah. it's not scalable. And the need is far greater than we can deliver without technology. So, yeah, I really appreciate the way that, uh, that Calcos is leaning in on that dimension. And, and we'll, we'll dig in a little bit into that. But, but first, a little bit more about yourself. So you, you, spent, you spent over 13 years now with Calcos. Um, what drew you to the credit union industry? And what keeps you there? Yeah, you know, it's it's not 
to, uh, you know, it's not an interesting story. At least I don't believe when I was going to college, <laughs> I was a teller at a credit union, a very oh, wow. small. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh-huh. got a taste of, of how um, credit unions were helping people. And so I sort of grew up um, watching credit unions. Um, and I, I moved from the investment side of the business into the uh, sort of the accounting side. I became the CFO um, about 10 years into my um, wholesale credit union career and um, really enjoyed that. Um, and again, had an opportunity to do some pretty innovative things in that space. And both in terms of technology and in terms of, you know, products and services that we were providing to credit unions and um, and then decided that uh, L.A. was not for me. Took me 22 years to figure that out, Jody. It was, a, you know, and so in 2009, I came back down south um, to California Coast Credit Union. Um, and and the credit union market here is a very unique market. It's different than most credit union markets across the country. And, and that sort of, Jody, that plays into um, why we are taking the approach that, that we are taking in terms of um, technology and uh, personalization and our approach to our membership. Um, we have to compete with the big guys. And it's the only way we can do it. We believe that we have to own the member experience. Most smaller financial institutions, community banks and credit unions, I don't think own that member experience today. And they rely on, not that we don't have uh, you know, partners um, like Personetics and others, but they rely exclusively on others right. um, for that, that member experience. And yeah, we think yeah, that's yeah. a mistake. So. Yeah, very difficult to be distinctive if you're going to be fully reliant on uh, on an outsourced partner. Yeah. By the way, one uh, just a comment on your your experience of starting as a teller with your first job and now being CEO of a credit union. You know, having starting with your first job and then having that continue on. I I was thinking back. Okay, my first job, I was shucking corn. I'm just glad I didn't stay in that career. Otherwise, I'd probably be a farmer somewhere. So yeah. Fortunately, yeah. some of us actually shifted, but you had the, you know, the foresight, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, foresight or luck. And I'm in love with credit unions. I, yeah. I'm a credit union purist. Um, I, I just, I love it. That's great. So uh, California Coast has really enjoyed some pretty significant growth over the last few years. You talked about the bottom line focus as well. So now you have greater than 200,000 members, almost $4 billion in, in assets. What are some of the drivers behind this growth? Uh, I, you know, it's hard to point to one thing. Um, I, you know, f- we've had a very focused effort on on um, getting younger, younger, our, um, younger membership. Um, so we, with our educational roots, we have gone on campus um, at many universities and community colleges in the San Diego area uh, and Riverside County as well. And that has been a, a driver in growing our membership. We are on campus at San Diego State University. We've worked with UCSD. So all of the major universities, as well as the community um, colleges. So it, I, I would attribute a lot of it to, again, getting younger, getting younger in our membership. And of course, there's greater demands when you have a, a, a younger membership. Um, 
So I, I would say that's a key part of it. Also, our living our purpose and our branding, it's, you know, our who we are in the community has gained us a lot of attention. We are, um, we are out there more than, uh, more than most, uh, out there meaning at community events. And, and it's not just a community relations department or myself or the executive team. It's the entire organization. We encourage people to get out and volunteer and have a presence in the community and tell our story, tell the CalCo story. And so I think that branding, along with getting younger, has been um, very, very important. And then, and this, is, this might sound a little corny, but we have a focus on doing the right thing. And I'll, I'll give you an example. During the Great Recession, when I came here in 2009, my very first meeting at California Coast Credit Union was a meeting of a group of employees that formed a, a, um, a not a department, but a function called the Member Care Unit. Mm-hmm. Member care, I'm like, what is a Member Care Unit? And that Member Care Unit was focused entirely on helping members that were struggling during the recession. Mm. You know, that was my very first meeting. And I was like, I was blown away. And it was sort of a partnership that we formed with that member. We will help you if you change your spending habits in this way, go through some financial counseling, let's start budgeting together. And if you do that, if you commit to that, we're going to modify your loan. So getting back to your question, we were known as that credit union that was working with the membership. I see. That was helping them with their finances during a difficult time. And, um, you know, that reputation gets around. I mean, you put all of those things together, and I think that's why we grew. And that's why we continue to grow. Yeah. I can see how that leaves an indelible impression for you, but also for the members that you that you helped. You know, those experiences, you know, are, are, are really profound. So yeah. you talked about the institution having such significant ambitions around personalizing the member experience, owning the experience. Talk more about your plans and, and why is this so important to your institution? Credit unions can't Jody simply rely on, you know, oh, we got better rates, better loan rates right. and better deposit rates. Right. That is true, but it's, 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 um, it's becoming less of a differentiator. So, you know, our purpose in combining it with a, an approach that is very personalized, it's taking, you know, complex issues and simplifying them. I think that's a big part of what we're leaning into, um, and and we have boundless data of on our membership. I mentioned going through manually their checking account and transactions to help them. Um, we need to be able to do that in an automated way using artificial intelligence, using the tools and the partnerships. That, that we have formed. And I, I'll tell you, I, I'm a good example. I was thinking about this this morning as I was driving into work. So t- 
tomorrow is our payday here at the credit union. And I'm a member of a credit union. I think I'm a typical, by and large, I'm a typical um, credit union member. Um, so our payday is tomorrow. Now, our credit union, um, as soon as we get uh, the pre-note from the Federal Reserve Bank on, on uh, payroll deposits, we actually deposit the money in, in the member's account. So I, I'm a member. So I got my, my paycheck today, if you will, directly deposited in my account. And every paycheck, I do the same thing. I do two things. Even though my mortgage payment is only due once a month, I make a payment on my mortgage. And I do it manually. I have to go in there mm. on my mobile device, do home banking, and make that payment. The other thing I do is I know, depending if it's the first or the second paycheck of the month, that I can add some to my savings. And it's a different amount depending on which paycheck it is. And I do that manually. The direction we're moving in is this credit union knows that I do those transactions every month, every paycheck. This credit union, through the use of technology and, and data-driven personalization, ought to be doing those transactions for me. That's where we're going. That's just one example. And we have many, many members that are just the same, you know, do the same things. And, you know, and it took me a while, by the way, to figure out how much I could save each paycheck. Right, right. Well, the credit union has the data. They could figure it out for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, life is so complex. You know, when you're yeah. working, you got so many other distractions in your life. This ought not be one of those things. It ought to be done yeah. automatically and it ought to be done routinely. So, yeah. that, you know, to me, that's what it's all about. And, yeah. and again, there's hundreds of examples I could give you that are just the same. That was a very vivid one. And, you know, it fits so well with the mission around simplifying the experience and also simplifying the life and also um, increasing prosperity. Yeah. So this, this sounds like a very attractive desired state. What do you see as the most significant challenges for you to overcome? Well, first of all, I would say, the, you know, the change I've seen over the last decade because these things, you know, th this has existed for a while. We've, we've seen others provide this. It used to be a nice to have, I think. It's now a must have. Right. It, you know, we will not be around unless we do this. We always hear about these, you know, the demographics you know, and, and the, you know, the attributes of a, a Gen Z or, or a millennial and, you know, I'm sort of taking that language out of our vernacular here, and 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 I stole this from somebody else. A friend of mine was sharing this thought with me that it's no longer Gen Z or whatever; it's Gen C. And I said, "What the heck is Gen C?" And he said, "Generation connected." Yeah. And you know the the growth and use of mobile devices by our membership is is huge. I think we're up to 2.6, 2.7 million distinct logins per month on mobile devices. Um, and, you know, five years ago, that was, it was probably less than a million. Uh, so Todd, I had a chance to spend some time with your board recently at your, your request. And you asked that 
we help them look ahead and show what the possibilities are with data-driven personalization and specifically where the industry may be heading around personalized interactions. What role does the board play and how, how has this helped you or how will this help you drive innovation at the credit union? About four or five years ago, we had talked with our board about the necessity to own the member experience. And we shared some visuals of what that looked like. Uh, one specific video that I recall showing them about four or five years ago was a, a young individual buying, purchasing a motorcycle and what that experience would look like and, or could look like. And mm. um, it, it, now it wasn't happening at that time. In fact, I still don't think it's happening. I haven't seen that experience anywhere just yet. But it went through every point of engagement with that member and how um, we eliminated any friction or how we could eliminate any friction in the purchase of a motorcycle. And, you know, we, we told them at that time that, you know, if, if we don't do this, they're going to leave us. You know, they're going to switch. They don't switch just for money, better money management or better rate. They're going to switch because of the experience. And I think that was foreign to our board at that time. Because, hey, we provide great experience. You go into a branch and they're nice to me. They say hello. Well, that's this much of the experience today. I talked about the exponential growth in the engagement via a mobile device. And so I, you know, putting all of those things together, they, the board understood at that time that we needed to own the experience. Our board, they look like and act like a very traditional banking board, but they have kids, they have grandkids, and they're connected. They're part of that generation C that I mentioned. Yeah, they're connected. Yeah. And they're using branches less and less um, over time. So that's where the journey began with our board. And then we've built on that every year. So the board has been very supportive all, all along. They see the vision and they see sort of these milestones that, um, that uh, we've reached throughout that. And you supplement that with this constant message of, you know, what does that end state potentially look like? You know, we, we present that to them. And then we bring in experts like yourself to make sure that we are on track, that that vision is not only achievable, but where things are, are going. And we've had to pivot a little bit, but sure. um, so that's, you know, it, it's, we just continue to build on it. And we, we talk to them about it all the time. And um, they're believers. They are absolutely yeah. believers and, and very supportive. We, we, we are blessed with a wonderful, wonderful yeah. board of directors. Well, it's impressive how you've, uh, well, first of all, had the foresight, but then also used it to galvanize board leadership and employees. So there's, there's clearly investment money shifting towards digital. So as a banker, I used to be the center of the experience. Tell me, how, how have the bankers responded to some of the 
advancements that you've made and are planning to make? And how are you continuing to keep them as a central part of the member experience? I'll never forget years ago, you know, somebody from McKinsey had had said to me, you know, Todd, once they, once, you know, we were talking about fintechs in particular, once they digitize trust, you're out of business. Because that's what, that's the value proposition that credit unions offer, at least in this individual's mind. And that made a huge impression on me. And that helped me understand that we had to form partnerships with fintech. Because that's, I think that's exactly what fintechs are trying to, you know, that's how they win in the end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. People, by and large, even if they're not members of a credit union, trust credit unions because of their history and because of how they, um, you know, how they operate. Um, and so I think banks are, um, you know, they are sort of trying to achieve that same member experience that we are, but they're missing something. They're missing, I think, that trust piece of it. Yeah. I remember in one of the interactions that uh, that we had during the board meeting, I think one of the questions was, so what's going to allow us to have this next level of interaction with the client? Why would they, you know, trust us? And, and you know, my response was that the member needs to trust, have trust in the brand and in the algorithm. Both need to occur actually in parallel, in tandem. So um, if you just have the trust in the brand, but you have weak you know, analytics capability, then you're going to deliver the wrong kind of advice and vice versa as well. Even if you have tremendous analytics capability, but the member doesn't actually trust that the institution is looking out for them, then that also is going to really hinder what you're trying to achieve. And I think, Jody, right on. I think that last part um, is what gives us a competitive advantage over you know, many of our banking competitors in this this community, we have a built-in trust and we have a track record. Yeah. Um, we just have never, you know, used the data in a in a really very constructive way as we're seeing now. It's an exciting time. And, you know, just it's also a very challenging time, uh, Todd, as you're well aware of. Very challenging economic time for household consumer sentiment is, you know, is declining because of uh, rising prices. And and this is, during times like this, the industry does need to step up. So how do you think credit unions should be leveraging knowledge about members, as you're saying, to help them, particularly during times of uncertainty? Yeah, you know, we're doing that now. I mean, we're in that environment now. You know, right. we have members that are beginning to struggle. We, and you know, we have a lot of card data. So we have information on how they're using their debit and credit card. And we're seeing members that historically have used their debit card for, you know, gro- grocery shopping, um, you know, setting up pre-authorized ACH and paying um, their energy bill and paying their Netflix charge, that sort of thing. And what's interesting to me, it's now shifting to the use of their credit card. And that's a sign. We, we yeah. know that that, 
could lead to some household difficulties, difficulties with their finances. We, we have it in mass now. We have that data. We know who's struggling. Now it's just a matter of reaching out to them with solutions, with help, with assistance. And that's precisely where, where we're moving. Yeah. You know, we're not there today, but that's exactly where we're going. And, you know, we are providing information to them, but specific help with specific actions, that's really the next part of the, the, this journey that we're on. Well, I can see it in your, your passion, in your vision, and it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's very compelling, and I can see why your, your team's also inspired. So let's wrap with this, with this question, which is what will customers and members demand from banks and credit unions in the next three to five years that the industry may not be prepared for? Jody, I worry about smaller community banks and smaller credit unions that, that haven't even begun this journey. Right, um, right. They're or, or beholden to a, you know, a platform provider where it's going to feel sameness. Right? Exactly. Um, so I, you know, I also, I'm a, I'm a, I believe that like blockchain, I believe blockchain is trans transformative. And, you know, I think something like that could disrupt, um, you know, the entire journey that we're on in terms of the member experience. Um, you know, I think blockchain will revolutionize like the mortgage lending process as an example. We're so used to the typical mortgage lending process. You know, you, you go find a home that, and you make an offer on it, it's accepted. And then after that, how many days does it take for you to step foot in that home? It takes 60 days well, you know, 30, 60, 90 days or more in some cases. It ought to be one day, Jody, one day. And so that member experience is continuing to evolve and we're constantly playing catch up. We're very proud of what we've done. We're proud of our partnerships. We've, we've done some phenomenal um, things with, you know, with your organization and, um, but but we got a long ways to go. And yeah. those that don't have the vision are gonna perish. Yeah, you know, it's an exciting time. One which uh, I think as we talked about as well, it, 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 it will separate leaders from laggards. And that, that has little to do with size. It has more to do with, you know, some of the things that you shared with, uh, with us today, which I really appreciate. You know, what you've, what you've been able to do, Todd, is, is, is share wisdom and, and, you know, insights within the context of having a vision, having a philosophy, which is, you know, very kind of member centric in terms of its orientation, and then having a very practical view around how to execute and how to continue on a journey, recognizing that you're going to have to pivot and adapt as well. And I think it's really useful. I can see how those, you know, those three things come through in your, in your perspectives you've shared. Yeah, Jody, I think you said it much better than I did. You, the, <laughs> the marriage of those three things is what we believe our journey is and what's going to make us successful and relevant. Well, Todd, I think the future looks very bright. I really appreciate how the institution's leaning in 
and how you're providing the leadership to uh, to make sure you're successful. So thank you for participating in our, our podcast and appreciate your perspectives. Thank you, Jody. You know, I think it's very bold of you to have a, a finance person. That's my background. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not, I didn't come from the technology side, um, but uh, I, it's very bold of you. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, thank you for that. And, and uh, you know, I think you probably need to get uh, counterbalance me with s- some people that really know what they're talking about in the future. So <laughs> no, no, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Todd. All right, Jody. Hey, you take care. Thank you for joining another episode of Banking on Innovation. Make sure you subscribe to get future podcast episodes or follow us on Twitter at Personetics or on Personetics.com. 